Welcome. My name is Yvonne Benninger-Rothschild. I'm the Executive Director of the EICC New York. This podcast is brought to you by the European American Chamber of Commerce, a platform where Europeans and Americans connect to do business. To produce this series, we have asked our members from across Europe and the United States to discuss current events and how they may affect transatlantic business activities. In addition to this recording, I invite you to listen to all of our podcasts. You can find them on our website at eaccny.com right slash podcasts. I hope you will enjoy the insights our members together with my team have put together. And I encourage you to subscribe to the EACC podcast series on your favorite podcast server and to rate and share them with your friends and colleagues. Hello, my name is Paolo Fratini Melendez, and I manage member engagement at the European American Chamber of Commerce New York, and I'm also your host for this series. This podcast episode features Elucio Zafar Alcalde, who has worked as a lawyer in the UK and now acts as the CEO and founder of TaxMap Incorporated. Elucio's work at TaxMap includes the use of a blockchain bookkeeping system as a way to allow for global transactions in any currency, whether they are digital or fiat. As a way to ensure the correct taxation, they use ledger analytics and apply a digital tax stamp, which are based on country or state tax jurisdictions. Given Elucio's expertise, we will hear his thoughts on the impact of Brexit on blockchain technology and digital currencies, given the possible outcomes and consequences of Brexit. Another quick note before we get started, Elucio provides his insights in the backdrop of a recent report on central bank digital currencies, also known as CBDCs which was published by Benoit Couret and the rest of his team at the Bank for International Settlements Innovation Hub. So moving back to our Brexit musings, we hope that you enjoy this episode. So just to get started, hey, Elusio, it's really interesting time right now in the world of digital currencies, even with the news right now, with different things going on within the Bahamas, in China, and also with PayPal. But really at the core of it, this is about blockchain technology, and digital currencies. Explain to me, how would digital currencies work, especially with government-issued money, and what are some of the benefits of this technology? One of the biggest challenges governments are going to have is defining a central black digital currency, especially considering that certain states define it as property rather than currency. And what is going to happen to cryptocurrencies that are already traded on exchanges against digital currency? And what is going to be the consensus mechanism in creating a digital currency? Is this going to be tax receipts or current GDP or people's bank deposits? If this is solved, one of the main benefits is going to be quicker payments for citizens moving around different countries across the European Union. So one big topic here is what you mentioned about the definition itself, because as you said, it's the US is a different way of looking at it versus another nation. But just taking one step back and more around the technology itself, what are some benefits of having a digital currency over current methods of transaction? When we first came across Bitcoin, one of the biggest factors that everybody figured out was the ease of transfer of value across borders with agreed global standards. That meant you could pay someone anywhere in the world as long as they had an internet connection. That's a good point. It's 
really what that advantage Bitcoin first brought about was having that universal standard. And of course, Bitcoin has a different use case versus what some governments want to do with having more of a centralized currency versus having this sort of unregulated, uh, uncontrolled type method of transaction. And so it's really that there's a lot of work going on in this space. So given your perspective uh, and your experience uh, being based uh, in Europe, what has been some of that activity in the EU in exploring this topic? The EU has been very proactive, especially in the last couple of months with regards to issuing guidance around digital currencies. However, the biggest challenge still remains to the fact that if a state like Sweden can create the e-corona, what is going to be the buying factor for a digital euro? Yeah, it looks like it becomes even more complicated, especially in Europe with so many different players out there. And to your point about different countries with their own essentially tokens, uh, even like Sweden with the e-corona, for example, how will that coexist with potentially if the European Union, uh, even the ECB, if they come up with something? But I'm sure that uh, as they've done before with the euro, with countries coming together to create that one standard uh, with the joint effort cooperation of these countries, then they'll be able to figure something out in the long run. I think the EU has to be very careful on how digital currencies could impact the free movement of peoples, which is a pillar of the European Union. One of the biggest concerns from a ECB perspective would be issues around privacy for digital currencies being provided from the ECB rather than the national bank. Now, looking at the state of things in, the, in Europe right now, one part that was really crucial was just general economic arrangements that enabled cross-border collaboration, especially in regards to financial transactions. What are some of those current arrangements and really how would they be affected by Brexit? One of the biggest challenges around Brexit is going to be if the UK is still going to be part of the single euro payments area, especially if it launches a digital currency of its own that may compete with the digital euro. The UK follows PDST rules at this moment in time. However, once the UK leaves at the end of 2020, there's going to be a number of questions if there is no deal and the European Union treats the UK as a third country rather than being a part of single euro payments area. How there are a number of countries all around the world launching digital currencies. We've mentioned Sweden, but we're also aware that China is working on their own digital yuan and the Bahamas have launched their digital dollar and the United States is actively looking into this due to the COVID crisis and how to get money to people faster. The biggest challenge for the European Union and its member states is how do they create a digital currency to compete on a global level and have the interoperability for it to also work across states that may have a treaty with the EU but are not part of the single European payments area, which could happen with a no Brexit deal. Complications are going to arise for the UK how to accept the digital euro as the European Union is the biggest trading partner of the UK.
as we move to a more globalized world where people are moving around more than before, there has to be a further ease of use around payments at the same time. And Bitcoin has provided that standard for everybody to basically look at that it is possible. The question for states is now, are they going to create digital currencies that are going to be pegged to their GDP or tax receipts or bank deposits? And then it's going to be pushing that out to make citizens' lives better all around the world, along with making sure they're interruptible so they can be accepted in any other jurisdiction that may not be carrying that token as their national currency. Now, if the UK and the European Union can come to a deal, it would potentially be one of the first interruptible cases around a digital sterling and a digital euro, it could create a global standard that everybody could follow. And that is one of the biggest things that could be a benefit from a Brexit deal. The UK remains a part of the single euro payments area. From our point of view, tax and audit compliance around digital currencies is still going to remain relevant and there should be collaboration between the UK and the EU as trading partners solving these problems together for the benefit of its citizens and future generations. Thank you, Lucio. That concludes this episode on digital currencies and Brexit. Thank you for recording with us and another thank you to our audience. We hope that you enjoyed listening to our program and stay tuned for our next podcast where we muse about Brexit. Take care. Thank you for joining us for this podcast from the European American Chamber of Commerce, New York. Please remember to subscribe and rate this episode and be sure to check out the complete list of recordings on our website at eaccny.com write smash podcasts. If you have any thoughts or comments about this series, we would love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out to us at membership at eaccny.com to learn more about our work, how to get involved and how to join our transatlantic network.